Sugar, honey, sexy baby, when 
get your snow cats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. What's going on, everybody? Vince Wright, Sports Gov of the great state of this Minnesota. And, of course, the honorary sports mayor of the hometown of Chicago. Got to get them cubbies going, man. And, oh, look at that. Top of the second inning. Three-nothing Cubs on top of Cleveland. Obviously, a long way to go, but let's check it out. Dexter Fowler at the plate. Anyway, what's going on, everybody? I am Vince Wright. Again, this is Sports Done Right, another Tuesday night edition. We're going to have some fun here, non-SME edition. So we're going to have some fun, as you've heard, with the tunes. We're going to have um, some featured local artists going. We're going to talk all kinds of sports tonight. And, yes, we do got to touch on the Minnesota Vikings. <sighs> Damn. But we'll get into that in just a bit. I um, want to say what up to the early inhabitants of the chat room here on Spreaker.com. And that's, by the way, where you can catch the show, Spreaker.com. You can also catch it on our website, xsquadaffiliates.com as well. Squad Affiliates, a group of podcasters. You know, most of us do sports shows, but, you know, we got all kinds of different shows in there. Stuff on, uh, you know, the culture of today. Um, all kinds of uh, current issues that are going on, obviously. So make sure you're checking out xsquadaffiliates.com. Got to give it up to the first lady in here. First, in so many ways, the lovely Spicy Conversations. Miss Spicy's in here. And yes, host of Spicy Conversations. So this is your boy, KC, from the Kicking It With KC Show. And after 10 o'clock, when my wife go to sleep, I'm listening to the Spicy Conversations Show. Yes, it is pure enjoyment. No, I ain't doing nothing. Uh-uh. I was in the bathroom. Yeah. So what? No, not, no, my computer not. No, I won't, no. Exactly. Make okay. sure you're gone. Got the kids put to sleep when you're listening to Spicy Show. I want to say what up to Raider fan number one, Cedric Galloway's up in the house as well. What up to Cedric? Standing over from the... Live studio audience here at the Govs Lakeside Chateau. Want to say what up to brother-in-law number one, Jeff Poles up in here. What's up, master insurance salesman? And my main man from Atlanta, Georgia, graduate of Georgia State University. Soon to be inhabiting Turner Field with that football team. Got to give it up for Sluggo. What's going on, Sluggo? Thanks for joining us again. Hey, 
And I'm sure we'll have some stragglers coming on in. And oh, by the way, to the live audience, the folks, you know, come on, get in the chat room here on Spreaker.com. You know, I actually get a lot of communication and, and tweets and direct messages from people who listen to the show here in Minnesota. Man, come on in here, check it out, Spreaker.com, create a profile. It's real quick. And then when you're done with that, you can come in here, hit the little chat bubble. You can get into our live group chat. Um, we take phone calls at 651-968-0124. We'll get that in the chat room as well. And um, we'll be saying that throughout the show. So lots of big things coming tonight. And lots of big things coming for the X-Squad affiliates as well. So with that being said, first and foremost, before I continue on, I got to give it up. My main man, nephew number one, Jeff's son, Dylan Pohl, catching the game-winning pass to put Creighton Durham Hall High School up, or actually tied, but um, they wind up winning by one. Dylan, way to go. Keep working hard. Big things are happening. And by the way, Creighton advances to play uh, <laughs> uh, the number two team in the state, and that'd be Eden Prairie for all you local folks. We know how we feel about Eden Prairie, uh, the school that should have been broke up, but because they have to do good in sports, they got three, 4,000 kids going to school there, but it is what it is, and that's all I got to say. And again, want to say tap, tap to the lovely Spicy out there as well. Cedric, what's going on with your Raiders, man? Uh, your quarterback, MVP, halfway through the season, a lot of people talking about that I heard on the radio here the past few days. Mr. Card, <laughs> you know, why not? Why not? Well, I, you know, personally, I, you know, I've never been a Raiders fan. I've respected the organization, make no mistakes about it. But it's one of them things, man. The NFL is just a lot more interesting when the Raiders are doing well. So for what's looking like maybe their last year or two in the Bay Area before they move down to Vegas, all of a sudden they're doing good. And, you know, hey, who knows? Maybe they can uh, do something before they get out the Bay Area for those fine fans up there as well. Like I said, we're going to touch on these Vikings, you know, the Bears. I've always said Jay Cutler needs to get out of Chicago. He needs a fresh start. Um, Coming back from uh, his injury there, the first, I think he played in the first two games before he had to sit out. Well, he he, uh, did just enough. You know, he had... Moments of brilliance. He had some nice passes at times. And all of a sudden, you saw what he did there to the Vikings, man. So Jay Cutler, the the curse of Soldier's Field, whatever you want to call it, strikes our home team again, people. We'll talk about that. And again, uh, listening live, got my uh, Cubbies up 3-0 in the bottom of the second. Cleveland up to bat with the Cavaliers playing right next door. The Cavs got started a little earlier tonight to uh, make room for this World Series game. So, NFL, we got to talk about. A lot of things breaking. Percy Harvin's back, man. What do you think about Percy Harvin coming back? Crowd, oh, whoa. Crowd doesn't sound too favorable, but, you know, hey, if he's past uh, smoking the ganj and and the headaches, the the migraines, I guess it couldn't hurt, right? Uh, What else do we got going on here? We got notes on our beloved Timberwolves. We're going to get into some college football. Uh, the first college playoff bowl, uh, bowl, listen to me, the first college playoff poll, thank you, broke tonight. And uh, no no surprises, you know, the top four there, Clemson, Michigan, um, 
Washington and of course Bama from from uh, down south there. And I, I got no arguments with that. So there it is. Those are the top four. Obviously, you got the the uh, second ring right there as well. You know, teams like Louisville. Um, you still got Ohio State wandering around. You got the other Big Ten school, Wisconsin, who I'm going to give some props to begrudgingly um, a little later on there because that program, you know, just they just keep doing what they do. They just keep winning as well. Got to say, oh, looks like our main man, Mr. CT, Mr. Togo Coles, has joined us in the chat room. Sub Togo. Togo, a man of many different talents on many different levels and also majority owner of the Selma Toros uh, minor league baseball team as well. So good job there. Glad you joined us as well, sir. Uh, what else do we got going on? Got some updates here on the Timberwolves. Again, another uh, bad break, no pun intended, with Ricky Rubio. And, you know, with no KG there now, it's really time for this team to really create the identity, step up, and really try and, um, you know, make the playoffs here this year. But we'll talk a little bit about that. We got Gopher football news. Uh, yes, it was only Illinois, but the Gophers did a uh, pretty good job there again. The quarterback is going to be an issue. Um, you know, we got Purdue coming up Saturday, obviously should be a win when you're a Gopher fan. I always say nothing is for sure and in the bag when it comes to the Gopher football team. So let's just say it should be a win. And after that, then you get into the meat of what's left. You got Nebraska, you got Wisconsin, and you got Northwestern. And that is going to be real interesting for us uh, Minnesota Gopher fans here. We'll get into that a little bit later. We'll do a quick little recap on the Illinois game. We'll talk a little bit about the Purdue game. Not going to spend too much time on the Gophers tonight because this really should be, again, hate to say an easy win, but, you know, it should be an easy win. All right. Um, what else do we got going on here? Um, obviously, no baseball news. Twins still suck. Cubs still winning. And that is really about it. Um, hope everybody had a great weekend out there. We're going to get into, oh, we're going to, we got a few notes on the Big Ten here. Um, some some teams are starting to move. Some teams have, that we didn't think necessarily were going to do very well this season turning out to have uh, some nice seasons. So, oh, with that being said, actually, X-Squad affiliate number one here. Want to welcome him to the Sports Done Right chat room. All the way again from Atlanta, Georgia, the Atlanta metro area. I want to say what up to the host of the Kicking It with Kesey show. That's K-Y-S-I-I show. Mr. Kesey Ingram, no relation to Sluggo Montino Ingram. Even though they probably could be cousins down the line somewhere. But Kesey, thank you for joining us. And again, Kesey hosts the Kicking It with Kesey show here on Spreaker.com and XSquadAffiliates.com as well. What up, sir? All right. So we are off and running, man. Um, like I said, what else are we going to talk about? Yes, our two running backs from Georgia, Rodney Smith, Shannon Brooks. We're going to give them some kudos. A local Minneapolis kid, Big Ten Player of the Week with the Wisconsin Badgers. We'll tell you who that is as well. Like I said, man, we got music tonight. We got fun. Um, Jeff, his son, Dylan, game-winning catches here in Minnesota high school football, loving life. 
Oh, man, I can't wait. We're going to talk about the college poll, uh, beyond the college uh, football playoff poll. We're going to talk to you about a couple teams making some moves, Texas A&M. Texas wins again for Charlie Strong. And, you know, let me just speak on that real quick here. And I see you, Fisher. John Fisher, host of Cooking with the Microwave, joining us as well. Make sure you follow him. He's an ex-squad affiliate. Make sure you check him out, man. Again, if you guys want to call in, 651-968-0124. I'll get that in the chat room as well. Um, oh, Texas, Charlie Strong. Okay, so here we go again, people. And again, sports done right with Vince Wright, sports governor. You know, it, you know, we seem to be playing these games every year. If you're a Texas fan, you get to two and four, three and five, and you need these must-win games for Charlie Strong. Give Charlie one more year. One more year. I've rooting and look. I get it, but I'm also just dealing with the realities of college football. Because I know a lot of people want him gone this year down there. But Texas, again, and I'll say it again, also has to remember who they are as well. They're not just the only fish in this in this pond anymore. That state has about six or seven Division I teams, all kinds of recruiting battles going on. All kinds of, you know, and I'm sure scrupulous recruiting battles going on in the state of Texas, no doubt. So you got to remember who you are now. You're not the best team in the state anymore. You haven't been for a few years. So let's give Charlie one more year. Now, next year, if we have one of these um, below 500 years, obviously, you're going to have to take a look at maybe doing something, man, because Texas... Hasn't been Texas in a long time, probably since Vince Young. I mean, since they won the national championship, since that time frame now. Texas has not mattered really in in anything. They've gotten, you know, a signature win here and there. But, man, this is Texas you're talking about, and they got to get back into the fold, man. John Fisher, Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz, Winsylvania, baby. Philadelphia back on track. John Fisher, maybe we'll get John Fisher calling to talk about his green birds. Pick his brain about how that NFC East is looking. The Dallas Cowboys. Oh, man. What can you say about the Dallas Cowboys? Dak Prescott just doing big, big things, man. And the thing I like about this kid, even keel, good head on his shoulders. And apparently none of the buzz is blowing his head up, just like Ezekiel Elliott. They got a great one-two punch down there. And Dallas is going to be around for a long time. Um, I think maybe maybe without Mr. Romo. But again, we're going to see how that plays out today. Jerry Jones did indicate, did drop a little hint that Mr. Dak Prescott is going to be his guy. Sluggo out there in the chat room here in Sports Done Right says, I always thought a coach should start to be judged after three years and really judged after four. Just in time to cut bait or extend the contract. Yeah, you're right, Sluggo. And, you know, some of this ain't fair. But, you know, this is Division One. This is Division One football at the top echelons, University of Texas. And, and, look, Coach Strong knew what he was getting into. And I know we have all the arguments of fair treatment, and, and for especially when you're dealing with the blackhead coaches, because our the opportunities for those coaches don't come around obviously every day. 
But yeah, it's it you know it's getting kind of nasty down there in Texas. And the other thing too that I noticed in the Big Twelve in general, dude, there's no defense. I mean, you look at these games. I mean, you know, didn't Texas beat Notre Dame like fifty-two to forty-eight earlier this year? I mean, there is just no defense in this league, and that's the other reason that league gets no respect on the national level. There is no defense being played in the Big Twelve. Got it. Got some nice programs down there. Love to go to some of these schools if I was a college-age kid, kid again. But, man, the defense in that league sucks. Cubs got Anthony Rizzo at the plate, top of the third. 3 nothing runner on first. And Cleveland's already heating up the bullpen. So um, the Indians, are, if you do not know, lead the Cubs three games to two. Got tonight and tomorrow in Cleveland to try and wrap this up if you're a Cleveland Indians fan. If you're a Cubs fan, just got to get to Game 7, baby. Just got to get to Game 7. So, with that being said, let's start with the sports roundup here. Let's talk about these Minnesota Timberwolves here. You know, I got a lot of... of, communication from the folks that listen up here in the upper midwest want to kind of get an update on the t wolves here now obviously as we know it was a rough start to the season got a little worse here um in last saturday night's loss uh, rubio suffered a sprained right elbow coach thibodeau told reporters after the game he was reevaluated on sunday and his el- now the elbow appeared to collide um with one of the players rubio fell down and so it is um, been called a sprained elbow. He's going to be out indefinitely, and that's going to hurt the young team. So Chris Dunn, rookie point guard Chris Dunn, first pick. He uh, finished the game there last week. He's going to be getting a start here in the next few games here for the Minnesota Timberwolves, who, by the way, have their home opener tonight down at Target Center against the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll keep you abreast on that game as well. Um, all the monitors are on high high alert here, especially with this World Series going down. You know, Cleveland looking a little shaky to get get this game started. We get and we actually got a little football. Um, Western Michigan, I think, may be on as well, and we'll get you a live update on the T Wolves here um, as well, people. So thank you very much. And actually, here we go and second quarter, four minutes left. Minnesota is up. 47 to 30 now this is the trap they come out especially when they do good like this they'll come out get these big leads so we're at a 17 point lead here let's see where this game ends up they're looking great right now playing really good defense Um, Andrew Wiggins just blowing by people here and Let's see, because this is the problem with my T-Wolves. They can't hold leads like this. A lot of times they they let teams come back and win these games when they get up big-time double digits like this. And another thing that the T-Wolves do is they get complacent in the second half of these games. So we will just keep an eye on that. Hopefully um, things will get rocking and rolling, and these T-Wolves got to get going here. So with that being said, Chris Dunn's going to be getting a start here, folks. Um, also, how do you say his name? Gorgie Dang for the T-Wolves Center. He agreed to a contract extension on Monday. It's Check this out. He gets a four-year, $64 million deal, y'all. Um, Gorgie or Gorgie, however you say his name. 
Um, it, you know, he's a he's a double double threat for us nightly. Um, he's averaging 13 points, 13 and a half rebounds. He's a player, you know, you can count on him. And you you throw him in there with Carl Anthony Towns, and you got actually, you know, beginning of a nice new twin towers here in the twin cities. Um, great players in the front court for the T Wolves. So congratulations to Mr. Dang. Um, the T Wolves took him with the 21st pick back in 2013. And has actually increased his scoring average every year. So with that being said, good for him, man. Um, you know, in the national media, I did make note here. Now, um, they did say his contract's actually in line considering Oklahoma uh, center Stephen Adams. He got four-year, $100 million deal. Um, and Utah gave uh, Rudy Goldberg four years and $102 million as well. So... Kind of matches up. Kind of matches up good. So good for him. Um, T-Wolves off and running this year. They're up by 22. And we'll see what's cooking there. Again, sports done right here on Spreaker.com. Another Tuesday night edition. Want to thank everybody for listening again. I am Vince Wright, Sports Governor. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at TheBigSmoothOne. Make sure you follow the show. Not only this show, I also host another show with a gentleman called, called, named Reggie Lawrence, a.k.a. DJ Dollars and Cents. That show is called The Sports and More Show. And we're going to be doing that show on Sundays now at 6 p.m. Central Time. Again, The Sports and More Show. But anyway, go to Sports Done Right on Facebook. You'll have information about both shows there. You can come in, you know, Leave your chat there. You can, you know, express your opinion on sports and anything else there. Hang out with the crew. We're up over 130 people in the chat or in that uh, Facebook group now, uh, growing all the time. So, it is what it is, man. Make sure you get in there and uh, join us. And I keep saying I got to get the Instagram going. That's what I got to do, man. Instagram and of course the sports done right. Even though we have xsquadaffiliates.com, there is going to be a sports done right webpage in the near future as well. And with that being said, speaking of number one, the main man, I got to give it up to his team as much as I hate to do it. Joining us from the from Alabama, you know him as three three four Bama boy. In the building. What up, sir? Um, as we said, the Bama boy, if he's got some eligibility, he might need to get down there to um, Alabama as well. So, all right, folks, we are, man, we're already past the half or the half hour point here. Going to keep going. And again, T-Wolves up. Take a look here. Hopefully, my cubbies have added as we are uh, flipping around from all the major sports things. Lots of lots of stuff going on. Lots of games going on tonight as well. And on ESPN, hey, golf fans, that John Daly thirty for thirty is uh, was on tonight. So I'm going to be checking that out after the show's done. And oh man. For you hockey fans out there, just flipping screens here. Tampa Bay, the lightning is already up 6-0 in the second period on the New York Islanders. Man, hockey is back. Basketball, baseball, Cubs in the World Series. Boy, this is really a great time 
to be a sports fan and that let's give it up for him his team is still going to have something to say on the college playoff you know him you love him he's the number one chief rock in the land jersey Vern. what up sir big jersey in the house Jersey, of course, pimping for all the New York teams, the Knicks, the Rangers, the Yankees. He ain't messing with the Mets. He ain't messing with them Islanders. But you know Big Jersey definitely representing, man. So welcome to the uh, the uncle of the crew here at Sports Done Right. Number one chief rocker, Jersey Vern. We may hear from him a little later on. I'll get the number out there just in case the Jersey man wants to call in as well. Um Let's see. Getting this sports done right. Let's do this here, man. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to formulate my thoughts because when I come back, we are going to talk about them Vikings. Are they are they giving us are trying to sell us fool's gold, as they like to say? By the way, Cubs got the bases juiced. And only got one out here in the top of the third. This could be a big-time game changer. We'll keep you tuned. Are the Vikings selling fool's gold? Well, I don't know, but we're going to talk about that offensive line. We're going to talk about Bradford because he won't be around much longer with this offensive line blocking or not blocking the way they have been doing. And don't forget now, There's Green Bay just sitting there as well, kind of licking their chops, liking what they're seeing. And look at this. Wow. Addison Russell, Grand Slam home run. In the the National National League, League. look at that, 7-0 in the top of the third inning. All right, let's see what happens, man. This is what the Cubs needed to do. They needed to come and do this early. Addison Russell, a grand salami, third inning, 7-0. Look at the Cubbies, man, battling back, doing what they got to do. My main man, let's give it up for, that's right, Gary, G-Money, joiner, up in here. What up, G-Money? Hey, G-Money, first off, mad respect, man, in regards to Key C show. You know, we all don't agree on some things, and that was kind of hashed out, but I want to say this. You were in there, you called, you expressed your views, props to you, man. So, Gary G. Money Joiner, thank you for hanging out with the uh, Sports Done Right crew, man. Always proud to have you in here. And even though you a Mets fan, <laughs> we glad you're here, G. Money. So, anyway, thanks for hanging out with us again. Cubs just got the Grand Salami. T-Wolves up big. Um, I think we got Western Michigan playing. I think Western Michigan now has cracked the top 20 in college football. That's Reggie's uh, girl, her alma mater, Carla. 
And, man, what can we say? Bamba Boys in here, 2007 Indians all over again. I said it last week. They were up 3-1, then gave it up to Boston. Well, you know I'm, I'm hoping so, brother. You know I hope so. My main man, Rough Buff in here. What up, Rough? Oh, got a little double applause going for Rough Buff. Hey, Rough. Speaking of Buffaloes, Percy Harvin coming to help your squad. Percy Harvin. Chat room, what do we think about Percy Harvin coming back? Let me know how you feel. We, we can discuss that as well. Um, let's see. Let's do this. Like I said, we're going to get this break in. When we come back, we're going to get into some NFL football. We are going to talk about our Minnesota Vikings. Jeff, what's going on with our boys, man? Fool's gold, horrible offensive line, and once again, we know what it's like to be a Vikings fan. We're off to the five and zero start. Now we're all we're five and two, people. We're five and two. I mean, you know, most teams would take five and two first seven games, but these last two losses, man, you guys have seen it out there. You're football fans. You know what's going on with my Vikings. They have looked piss poor, and yesterday for the very first time all season. And, well, you, yeah, you, I guess you could go back to the Philly game. But even more so last night, the defense was just exposed. They were tired. There's been some injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, strong safety. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Zendejo. He, he's busted up. Man, let me tell you something. Vikings got to right this ship. So we're going to see what Coach Zimmer can do with what he's got. But anyway, I would see, look, I'm starting to get into the segment. I'm, I'm so riled up about that game last night. I, I picked the Vikings to win by 7 to 10 points. I knew it was going to be close. It always is down there. Chi-Town, Soldier Field on the lake. But, hey, man, we'll get, we'll get back to it here. So, anyway, let me get into this break here. We're going to feature uh, my main man, Toki Wright, and um, what is it, BK1, DJ, local DJ here tune called face it and when i get back rough buff we will talk about that question right there a rough buff wants to know real quick and i'll leave you with this he says uh, vince is ap done for the season I, I believe he is and as i've said even going back before the season started i told you this is going to be ap's last year here and unfortunately with that injury ap has repeat has played his last game as a Minnesota Viking. All right, so let's get a quick break in here. When we come back, we're going to talk more about these Vikings. We're going to get in some other NFL talk. Sluggles, Falcons, they rising up? Or are they like the Minnesota Vikings of the South? They suck you in just enough to get you interested, Sluggo, and then they dash your hopes and dreams. So, folks, we'll be right back. Sports done right. Spreaker.com, xsquadaffiliates.com as well. Keep it tuned. Isn't that something? 
Stop hating on the way you was created. Just face it. It's time for you to face it. Damn yeah, good in the skin that I'm in, and I traded in for nothing. Isn't that something? Stop hating on the way you was created. Just face it. It's time for you to face it. Ashy skin, cracks in the winter in the wind, rocking extra pair of socks when I'm not rocking the Tim's. Vaseline make my skin gleam like I dip to my chin in the barrel down at Valvoline. Bold and beautiful, black like the stones in the gold. Used to put the big fist in my throat. Pop like I'm ski shooting, bang bang on the beat, keep moving. I ain't grow up with the partridges, I grew up with the darknesses, blowing on the tender cartridges, before I recognize the heartlessness, that exists in the shallow hearts of men, black like the ink in my pen, I'm black like two million men serving time in the pen, last year I got my picture in the back of the spin, this year black back at it again, and then, damn good in the skin that I'm in, and I traded in for nothing, isn't that something, stop hating on the way you was created, just face it. It's time for you to face it. Yeah, I'm good in the skin that I'm in, and I traded in for nothing. Isn't that something? Stop hating on the way you was created. Just face it. It's time for you to face it. Women taught to hate they face, so they bleach it up, powder up, and scrape. Straight from the mill to the grill, straight back to the land of the lace. Black wouldn't have it no other way, okay? I'm so dark, yeah, reading and weak. Yeah, I'm so dark, turn the lights off, all you see is my teeth, plus the whites in my eyes, I don't ever want to try and disguise, I wear it with pride, as long as I'm alive, lies you've been told to put us on hold, prostituting the soul, the pimping and to anything goes, keep us on the stroll, exposed, rain, sleet, sunshine, 40 below, to get them they dough, when your dome on swole, past the point you can't get in the dough, your ego go, give me some more, and I don't only do this to show, I do this so the little girls know they don't gotta strip on the pole to get to their goals, damn good in the skin that I'm in, and I traded in for nothing, isn't that something, stop hating on the way you was created, just face it, it's time for you to face it. Damn good in the skin that I'm in and I traded in for nothing. Isn't that something? Stop hating on the way you was created. Just face it. It's time for you to face it. Man, you so black, man, it up. Man, your, your mama so black that uh. Man, your hair so nappy that uh uh uh. Man, your lips so yeah. It was a black man and a white man and a black man. Ah. Oh. Codes and pimples, black heads and dimples, stretch marks, birthmarks, body parts to shrivel. Melanin in my skin, make us crack black jokes with our kin. Have our friends like they at it again. Colonized minds designed to make the dark hate the light aside and vice versa. Sweater with white curse, black like a hearse pulling out of a church to put another black man in the dirt. Born for turf, it hurts like a sunburn. Dark, but I still tan. Make a lot of notes like a steel pan. Ball him up, pulling up, leaning back, aim for the steel can. Mike turned light, but dudes knew he was still bad. Black in the epidermis, get you the surface. Look it up, we from the people of sun, we cooking up. Don't need to hang out on the beach, it's out of my reach. And beauty's only skin deep, we're ugly beneath. Damn good in the skin that I'm in, and I traded in for nothing. Isn't that something? Stop hating on the way you was created, just face it. It's time for you to face it. Damn good in the skin that I'm in and I traded in for nothing. Isn't that something? Stop hating on the way you was created. Just face it. It's time for you to face it.
He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. And back we are indeed. I love that beat. Thank you, Tree. Thank you, Tree. Nah, Tree, we miss you. 
Hope things are going well out there in Sacramento for you. Western Michigan up big on Ball State. Not surprising there. And I did get their ranking wrong. They're actually uh, 23rd, looks like, in the country. So, leaves us with the Minnesota Vikings. We'll get back to college in a minute. And we're going to talk about these dirty birds, the Falcons. Because, obviously, we got a lot of Falcons fans down there in the chat room coming to us from Atlanta, GA. So, we'll get with y'all in just a minute on your dirty birds and how you guys see the rest of the season playing out. Ooh, excuse me. Had to hit the old cough button there. All right, Minnesota Vikings. Yes, 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 indeed, man. Let's, (laughs) Let's do it. Mr. Cutler, Jay. He threw for 252 yards and a touchdown after missing five games with a thumb injury. And unheralded, unheard of rookie Jordan Howard ran for a career-high 153 yards and a touchdown. As the Monsters of the Midway, the Bears, stunned the Minnesota Vikings 20-10 on Monday night football. The 2-6 Bears sacked Sam Bradford five times while giving the NFC North leading Vikings, who are now 5-2, and two, their second straight loss, as we talked about earlier. Vikings blew it in Chicago Monday night, 20-10. Horrible, horrible loss. North Turner, a genius to begin the season. Now he's going to need to reevaluate this offense, people. Bradford was, he was bad, but given the offensive line that he's working with, and again, um, another injury last night to a member of the offensive line. So here we go again. And the Vikings are beat up on the, on the, um, on the salary cap as well. So we're really in a bad spot. Um, Bradford was bad, but with this offensive line in front of him, can you really blame him? There are rumors that Vikings GM Rick Spielman may try to trade again for another offensive lineman. Trade deadline was today. I didn't hear of anything unless I missed something, people. Um, I did not hear of anything, so let me know if, uh, if we did hear. Vikings just looked awful all the way around. Bradford was 23 for, of 37 for 228 yards. He had one late touchdown to Stephon Diggs. Here's the other issue, the running game of the Vikings. Now, Matt Asiata, folks, ran for a horrible and putrid 42 yards on 14 carries. That's three-yard average. And then we already talked about the rookie for the Bears, Jordan Howard. Buck 53 on 26 rushes and a touchdown. Um, Stephon Diggs led the receivers with 76 yards and a touchdown. Kyle Rudolph had five catches for 31 yards. Adam Thielen had 40 yards, and Kadero Patterson finished up with 36 yards, Vikings fans. Zach Miller led the Bears with 88 yards, and Alshon Jeffrey caught his first touchdown of the year, and he had 63 yards receiving for the Bears. Now it seems Bradford is literally going backwards because he looks very shaky. He isn't vibing with his receivers at all like he was in the start of the season where he had a 70% completion rate. He only had eight completions in the first half last night. He did miss some open receivers. And even when he did have time to set himself, which wasn't often, like I just said, he did miss some uh, open people. He missed digs on what would have been a very long touchdown pass. It's just as bad with the running game, as we said. Asiata, um, he's averaging an NFL worst 2.6 yards a carry. 
Vikings offense, too many three and outs here the past couple games as well. Now, we got Detroit coming this weekend here. So, um, nice home game, nice opportunity to try and bounce back. So, um, guard Alex Boone, offensive guard Alex Boone, who was being evaluated for a concussion. So, again, here we go. Offensive line of the Vikings getting banged up again. Cornerback Captain Munnerland hurt his foot last night. And as I mentioned earlier, strong safety Andrew Zendejo sat out as well. And uh, J. Ron Kerr started in his place. And, for, and I know Andrew Zendejo is not a popular name around the NFL, but he's, he's a very good player. He is a, a integral part of this defense, and for him to be out, I just want people to understand that it's huge. It's actually pretty huge here to have him out. So the sooner we can get Andrews and Dejo back, um, the better this Vikings defense is going to get back to being. Um, again, Detroit coming into town, nothing now. There are no easy wins, just like we're, I was saying for my Minnesota Gophers. There's nothing out there for the Vikings. They better not sleep on Detroit. You know, Detroit always feisty, and they're going to be coming up here to uh, look to do big things as well. So there you have my Vikings take. Um, in, in terms of the quarterback, and I know it's real easy to go there on Sam Bradford, we're going to see because if he can get the time, you know, he can do just enough to not lose the game. And I think that's what we saw in the first few games. But we got to also be honest, kind of come back to reality, Vikings fans. What else did we see in the first few games? We saw defenses or the defense scoring. You know, I think in the first game they had two, de- uh, yeah, two defensive touchdowns. Obviously take those away, we lose that game as well. So offense does have to get on the board here. Again, sports done right, Spreaker.com. Thank you for joining us. Got to welcome my main man to the chat room here. Want to say what up to OG Dion. What's going on, sir? Appreciate you as well joining us here in the chat room, hanging out with us. Sports done right. RC, my main man from Duluth, Minnesota, part two of the Minnesota Mafia. RC up in here. And RC, very knowledgeable sports fan. Up there on the Great Lake, Lake Superior here in the great state of Minnesota. RC says the Vikings need to run more 2-3 tight end sets. We can't protect Bradford while he's in the shotgun because our shaky offensive line. That's a very good point. Put in a couple more bodies to not only uh, help with possible catches, but also just to help protect this quarterback because, as we all know, he's injury prone. He's had the same injuries as, as Teddy Bridgewater. And, you know... We don't need that. <laughs> we just don't need that right now, man. And um, big ups to Teddy Bridgewater. Apparently, he's been spending a lot of time out of the facility. Rehab's going well. You've seen things out there about Teddy Bridgewater. You know, the the articles, will he ever play again? We don't know. As far as I've been hearing from local radio, people in the know, because I am the sports governor of Minnesota. He's feeling good. He's doing what he's supposed to do right now. He's slightly ahead of where he's supposed to be. And let's just see what happens. So, joining us as well, we got to say what up. 
Oh, yes, Mr. Husker himself, Nebraska Huskers. Mr. Broncos boy is in the building. What up, sir? And Sluggo in the chat room, he says, has Minnesota had injuries on the old line? Yes, they have, Mr. Sluggo. Um, not only that, we've had recent retirements as well. Like I said, Phil Lodehold hung it up. That was a, a big, big knock as, a, you know, Phil's about 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, so when I say big, we mean big. But with him gone, you know, just the offensive lineman. I was kind of thinking about that actually at work today. Oops, hold on. We got a call here. Caller, you are on the line with Vince Wright, the sports governor. Who do we got? This is our number one chief, Rocky Jersey Van. What's going on? Chris Young, Rocky Vince Wright out of Minnesota. What's up? Hey, what up, Jersey? Just, <clears throat> oh boy, excuse me, kicking some of that OSU Ohio State music for you there, man. Hey, before we get started, dog, how how them Knicks going to do this year? I mean, we're going to be just right, man. We're going to be fine, man. The bench playing good. The bench are right now, keeping the game close against Detroit. You know, the stat is good in the rest, but uh, well, we're going to be good, man. I mean, uh, listen, man, we're going to make the playoff. We, we make the playoff, you know, sky's the limit, okay. baby. That's all I can say. All right, now, Jersey, I'm glad you called in, man, because um, we were actually talking through our little uh, group meet chats and whatnot here today. And, and I got to give Jersey props, people, because he came on the show a couple weeks ago and he told us, he said that the Vikings bye was going to be made, the possibly the death of this team. And so far, man, what the, the number one chief rocker has uh, predicted has come true. And Jersey, man, yeah, right on point. Why don't you, before we talk about your Giants and a couple other teams in the NFL tonight, why don't you give me your take on my Minnesota Vikings? Yeah, uh, well, first and foremost, man, uh, you know, Everybody's high up laughing when you got him due to the point that uh, nobody really showed no film on what he's going to do this year with a different team. All they know is what he did with Philly under Kelly's system, right? Now he's under a new system. So what the offensive coordinator got to do, and I see him right on the name, uh, now you got to start keeping some tight ends around there and help it out. You got to your best tight end going to be the one that helps the receivers take the ball. But your other two players going to alternate on, you know, standing there blocking for this round because, hey, man, the offensive line is like uh, swinging good at times, you know. Right. So, uh, of course, what you need, man, and I see that uh, he was picked up today by the Jets. That should have turned out C.J. Spiller, man. C.J. Spiller is a back that would have boosted up your offense as far as how you run your offense because he would have been a challenge of pace, you know. And um, that's what you need. You don't have to change the pace back, man. McKinnon is uh, he's supposed to be a starting back, but I think he'll live right in the ass. And then I'll be back, man. He's just uh, a grinder, man. You know, he just not to be a grinder. He's not a possessed type back. He don't have no type of uh, and out, you know, as far as being, you know, a designer back. He's not one of them designer back. Okay. That's what y'all lacking. Y'all lacking a good back. When AP went down, that's when the offense is really going to hurt, man, because, you know, teams are going to do is uh, good block at the third ball. They're not really, they're not really worried about your running game, man. Well, you know, then, so. but can the running game get going, though, Jersey, with the line that's been as bad as ours here these past couple games? I mean, that's where we're really getting exposed is on the offensive line because. Hey, Vince. Vince. Yo, yes, sir. Every team, 
every team down there in the NFL, except for Dallas, has bad offensive line. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has their problems on offensive line. What you got to do is have an offensive coordinator that uh, he, he works to his strength, and that's where weakness of your line. So what he got to do is he got to make plays where, you know, for each, um, each offensive line, and we're good best suit. Someone is better blocking than that. Someone's better blocking passing. Right. You know, so what he what he got to do is he got to design plays that's more of a quick hitter. You know what I'm saying? These plays going down there is 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 a to these days. Let's offensive line get together and start blocking as a tandem. You know that's where uh, the Giants won this Super Bowl, man. Their offensive line, it was no individual man that was great on the offensive line. They worked as a tandem, man. They hung together. They had each other back, you know. I, uh, I, I totally man, agree with you. I'm gonna help you out, you know. And that's when the back guy step up and take the next man, you know. Well, but uh, Jersey, a good point. But the thing is, is that you speak of that and you talk about the camaraderie of the offensive lineman and has obviously been a very important, you know, a very important part of championship teams, you know, throughout history. What I'm saying is these guys are are so new together that they haven't built that camaraderie yet. And that, you know, is probably an issue as well because, you know, one guy hears something, he's making a move over here while the other guy knows that he, you know, it's just all over the place with these guys. And by the way, Cleveland just scored their first run here in the bottom of the fourth. So uh, Cubby's up 7-1. And so what I'm saying there... You know what I'm saying? The Dollars and cents not around when the team is getting bashed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's 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 a very long period that he's not around. All he wants. Well, here with the Vikes, man, I just go back to that offensive line. I, you know, Jersey. I've just I've watched these past two games, and I've just. I can't find anything good, and I think that you know it's it's very troubling because it's going to lead to Bradford getting knocked out because we know his his history with very serious injuries. By the way, not just you know being kind of nicked up here and there. I mean, you know, he's blown his knee out twice. I don't know who we got as a backup. You know, Mike's, thing, what's that? Boss? One thing about this week, that's uh. You got the game home for one, right? Right, yeah, and Detroit. Detroit Lions team, man. They never really been out of a lot of games this year. They just stumbling over themselves, and they got yeah. uh, defensive line. I thought they lost a lot when they lost the two studs they had in the middle. But they got defensive line, man. It's just as hungry as the average defensive line out here, man. They're playing some good ball, right. so you may have some more troubles this week, man. And what it's going to take is it's going to take for your defense to just take over the whole goddamn thing. That's what the Giants defense back in the day used to do. The offense was having problems and struggling. The defense just stepped up and made plays, man. They had to start making some more plays, man. It looked like the defense got a little soft since the break was over, you know. So the defense has really got to get back to what they were doing. And until then, now you have a complete team effort and they haven't been there. It looks like y'all been sleepwalking these last two games, man. You know, so. <laughs> well, Jersey. Uh, I mean, oh, no, I, I, I'm sorry, boss. I didn't mean to cut you off. Now, you see you getting heat for your phone here, so we got to get you the update on that PCS phone the people are saying. No, it's, 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 my, it's my headset, man. Now, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to show you a difference because I'm going to cut my headset off 
and then we talk to you on the phone, and then you're going to see a hell of a, a lot different. Okay, it sounds then, good. Because I, I, I never lived in the uh, chat room when they're talking mess about it. But you know <laughs> what? I, my phones that I buy are all special phones. So. All right, could you hear me better now, Vince? You know what? That does sound a little bit better, actually. Yeah, see, I know what I'm talking about, man. It's just that I got an old headset. Of course, my $100, $100 headset went bad on me, you know, so I got an old headset, man. Yeah. And, you know, until I decide to buy a new one, or just until the chat room decides they want to buy me one, you know what I'm saying? This is what's going to happen, but it's all good, man. Yeah, you know. your voice sounds a lot clearer on, on just how you're doing it right now. So glad we figured that out. Okay, so let's get back to talking sports with the number one chief rocker in the land, Jersey Vern. Um, you know, Jersey, let's talk about these Buckeyes here, man, because your boys, as, excuse me here as I'm reaching for my rankings, we're looking at, you know, they're just number six, man. They ain't, they're not out of this thing by, by you know, any means. So, obviously, they got the game. Michigan, that's the one that's coming up here. But before that, you got Nebraska coming into town. I think that's down in Columbus. So, what do you think uh, is going to happen with Nebraska-Ohio State? Oh, well, Nebraska, uh, they shot their load last week while losing. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, they counted down, man, because they are looking for that team to continue to roll and be undefeated coming into Columbus. And what's going to happen is, Ohio State going to hit that gear this week because the last couple of weeks, man, Urban Meyer just been trying to do different things with the team instead of just going on ahead and running them in full cycle and let them go ahead on and have that march to the national championship game. You know, he's been bullshitting with them. Urban Meyer likes to coach against himself instead of coaching against the other coach, you know. Right. So until he get out that mode, Ohio State, he don't understand. He has a young team, man. Ohio State has mostly – Freshmen, sophomores, and juniors, they got about three or four seniors, and, and they don't hardly play, you know. So uh, if you got a young team like that, Urban, you got to coach them. You got to coach them up. You can't put them out there and coach against yourself, you know, like you're playing fucking chess. But this game right here is called checkers. You move, I take your man. You know what I'm saying? Right. It ain't about strategizing right now. It's about busting heads, smacking them in the face, and keep on moving to the next week. You know, he, he's out there trying to strategize. No, it ain't time for that, man. It's time to move that damn ball and move that ranking so we can be there when it's come time because that team that called the road tie, we owe them another ass whooping. And last year they lucky got out right. our way due to the fact of the committee, you know. So all you Bama fans, Greg uh Bama, Bleak, Bleak, Bo, you know, whoever else in there that's jumping on the bandwagon, you uh, watch out, baby, because you know these young boys are gonna grow up in a minute, and when they grow up, we gonna work that ass. That's all right to it. Man. And uh, just to update you on the World Series here, Game Six, Cleveland starting to come back. Bottom of the fourth, they got the bases loaded. Jake Arrieta on the mound for the Cubbies, and um, starting to look a little shaky. However, there are two outs, so the Cubs just got to get this last out here. The run won't count if it does come across the plate. And we'll we'll keep you tuned on that. Now, uh, again, the sports done right here on Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com. We got the host of just about every other show on XSquadAffiliates.com, the Chief Rocker Jersey, Vern. 
So, Jersey, ahead of your Ohio State team here, you got Louisville, Washington, Clemson, Michigan, and Alabama. Let's say Bama wins out. Obviously, you got Michigan. Um, you know, I and I don't have the other schedules up here, but Clemson, Washington, and Louisville. Louisville is seven and one as well. Um, I think, Louisville, is Louisville ahead of us? Yes, they Louisville are. Or hold on. Or you yeah, know what? I don't, no, hold on. Wrong rankings. That's right. Yes, they are. Bad move on the sports governor. But go ahead and, and just speak on where do you okay. think Ohio State winds up if you beat Michigan? Are they a top okay. three team at this that is, point? Yeah. Uh, this is this is what it's going to be. If Clemson don't have uh, a, a setback, because, you know, they got to play the ACC championship game, too. Right. If Ohio State go ahead on beat Michigan, go and win the uh, Big Ten championship game, right? Right. I look at Ohio State being number three due to the fact this is what the committee going to want. They're going to want Alabama and Clemson one and two, and then they're going to have three Ohio State, and this is going to be a surprise. Everybody's going to jump out their seats when I say this, but Michigan will be number four because this is what they want to have at the finals. And, um, I hate to say this to all the people down there in the ACC and the SEC, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a Big Ten championship, uh, national championship game, a rematch of the last game of the season. And Jake Arietta with a huge, huge strikeout to retire the side. Cubs up 7-1. to one. All right, Chief. Now, let me ask you about Texas A&M here, man. Now, they snuck in here at number four. I don't see how. No, why I say I don't see how. I, I, that's why I'm asking you. Due to the fact that, right, the only really tough game they played, if you look at all the teams they played this year, was Alabama. And right. they and played they a good, yeah, they played a good two and a half quarters against right. Bama, and Bama just rolled them over. Yep. Okay. Lost 33-14. That's that old man committee shit that's going on with this year. Uh, playoff or uh, um, the people that pick the playoff teams, right? That, that, that's that's this old man committee, you know. Uh, people that get their palms red, you know. I say red because I don't want to use other words. Since you know, mm-hmm. um, somebody may be uh, out there listening to the Dove show and then they be saying, "Well, Dove, I'm talking about some you know scandalous stuff." So I don't want to say that. So they they getting their palms red, you know. But anyway, man, it's gonna all boil down to this, right? Texas A&M won't be no insight. You know what I'm saying? Washington won't be nowhere in sight. And, and like I said, my final four is that. And if uh, anybody out there don't believe me, bookmark it right now. You know, and uh, when that time comes around, all right. Well, I'm on the chief. and so. Chief, I also think Texas A&M's poised to lose because here's the rest of their schedule. Now, they won last week against a, <laughs> oh, a solid New Mexico State team. But oh, next week, God. exactly, yeah, 52 to 10. But they get they are at Mississippi State next weekend. Then they have Mississippi again, another kind of cake game with the University of Texas San Antonio, and then they end their year uh, with LSU coming down to play on their home field in College Station. So um, Mississippi wow. and LSU can still give them that L. Oh yeah, yeah, especially Mississippi. Mississippi um, played they played ball against the best this year, and they scored on everybody. You know so. Uh, yeah, Texas A&M, man. I don't know how they, they surprised me, man. I almost thought I was looking at the wrong thing. So what I had to do was I had to put on my glasses, which I don't need them to look at nothing. But I had to put them on just in case my eyes were going bad, just right. to see them down there at number four. And I'm like, what? You know, so, 
you know, that's, that's, that's that uh, system that, uh, you know, they're just trying to shake people up, make people think that, uh, you know, these boys been playing some outstanding ball when they haven't really been doing nothing to me, you know. I, like mm-hmm. I said, man, I got a show, man. If everybody bookmarked that show, either I may have to do another one, right? I got a show where I said that the SEC is very, very overrated, you know. And I mean, when I say overrated, they are very overrated because outside of Bama, who you got? Auburn playing good ball this year. I yeah, give Auburn, Auburn. Auburn's in the top ten now. Yeah, I give Auburn. Uh, I give them their kudos because they are playing some outstanding ball. But besides that, man, I mean, who else in the Big Ten? Well, here, let's, and uh, you know, you bring up a very good point, and I got it pulled up right here. So let's just run through this real quick here with the Chief Rocker. I'm Vince Wright, the sports governor. So um, the top 10 Alabama, Clemson, Michigan, AM, Washington, Ohio State, Louisville, Wisconsin, Auburn, and Nebraska. Following that, you got teams like, um, okay, Florida, SEC team six and one. Um, I'm just, uh, you know, and that's really pretty kind of it. You know, you got Baylor in there, West Virginia, Virginia Tech. You got some ACC Southern school teams. But, no, you're right, man. You're right. And I'm just double-checking here because I want to make sure I am perfectly right. So, LSU's 13. (sighs) That's, That's it. For the rest yeah. of the top 25, Jersey. Yeah, but you know, man, it's just, I don't know, man. I don't know how they be doing these teams, how they pick them. Because you look at it, everybody in college football have cakes in their schedule, you know. Right. So you can't really go by the schedule. Uh, I think you really need to go by how somebody will survive in the game, you know, when they play somebody big, uh, whenever you play a school that's big. Now, if Alabama rolls over LSU this week, then they deserve to just stay number one. Mm-hmm. But if they have a tough time with LSU this week, then you got to think about it because LSU got beat by Wisconsin earlier. They had another tough game, and you got to look at Wisconsin. Everybody gave Wisconsin a lot, but look at this. Georgia State down here in Atlanta gave Wisconsin the game of their life, you know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, how could you judge? I mean, well, it's hard to exactly. And LSU, obviously, they're going to get their shot at Bama here on the weekend. So, you know, they'll, they'll see, see what they can do. Now, let me, hey, let me ask you a couple things here, Jersey, um, regarding the Big Ten. And actually, I see Grego actually has a comment. He says, how is that Bama's fault? I bet those SEC teams would beat the U-ish out of Ohio State, and Urban knows it. I bet you any amount of money, Grego, that every team that you try to put up against Ohio State outside of Alabama will not win. Alabama don't even know if they can beat Ohio State. Because one thing about it, a lot of teams when they play Alabama, they do not spread the field like Ohio State did the year they beat them to go to the national championship game. So, I mean, if you knew anything about this college football, Mr. Grego, I'm not trying to go at you, Esquad affiliate, right? You would know that it's different teams that do different things because see, Bama's a speed team. But if you play, you have all them speed guys that like to rush a quarterback, that like to, if you go straight ahead on Alabama with a good back, they're going to get yardage. Alabama gets you going from side to side. Or they get you blitz of the ball when um, you're in that pass situation. But if you spread the fill out on them, they're going to have to go man up on you. You know, 
So Ohio State have the athletes to spread the field out on it. So if you're talking about any other team, pick a team, Grego, and I'll, I'll analyze and decide. I'll just, I'll just take them to the fucking biology class. And, and, <laughs> and, and, all right? Hey, well, listen, you know, we got the Big Ten love going tonight. Jersey Vern obviously went to Ohio State. Vince Wright, a Minnesota graduate. And, you know, I was just looking at the poll here, and, you know, it's not often, Chief Rocker, that you got five Big Ten teams in the top 12 because now they got Penn State at number 12. You know, speak on Penn State and, and the kind of the slow but steady now all of a sudden kind of turnaround that James Franklin is getting his squad to buy into. See, uh, people laughed at uh, Penn State because they had uh, – the quarterback that went to the Jets, I can't even think of his goddamn Robert Burr, Hackenberg, Burr, Hackenberg, yeah, right, right. Uh, that was that was in the that was in James Franklin um, quarterback pick. He was there when Franklin got there. Right. All right. Franklin been doing was recruiting from down here in the South, and he's been up north doing a lot of recruiting. Right. Uh, he's trying to build that team back, but in his style, you know, because when he's at Vanderbilt, man. He just couldn't get the players he can get now because of the the uh, academics. You had to have high academics to get in Vanderbilt. A lot of people don't know that, you know. So, you know, first time he got a, a chance to be able to get a team where the, the academics is not that high, he took that chance and he went there. And them people in Penn State down there, Happy Valley, is giving him the opportunity to do what he needs to do to bring players in there. He had two camps this summer in Atlanta because he have DJ Brown, my neighbor, and uh, about two other players that mm-hmm. are coming to Penn State. And the other two players wasn't coming until they found out that DJ was going there. You know, so as far as players from the South, he's going to start getting them. He mixing them up. Uh, when they beat Ohio State, man, uh, that was a bad game for Ohio State due to the fact that it was uh, recruit night and all the recruits that's coming in was there. You know, it was all white night. It was so white in the stadium, man. You mm-hmm. know, you ain't know what the hell you was going into, you know. And then uh, you got a team that's supposed to be a powerhouse overlooking another team that's up and coming that really at the beginning of the season wasn't playing that great. Franklin got them playing good ball each week, man. Week after week, they're playing better and better. But, uh, you know, they that's are. a good – They are, yes. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good boost to the program for them to be rated, ranked. You know, so, hey, man, I look at big things for him, man. My neighbor said something funny to me one day. He said, listen, man, uh, when you coming over? I said, come over to one. He said, come over here to the blue and white side. I said, man, I'll come see DJ play. But, you know, Ohio State is my heart, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent a, a lot of sweaty days and, you know, a little blood here and there, there you know. Um, right. I, I can't do that. I said, you know, I'll come. And I wear a little pin that says DJ Brown, Penn State. That's all I can do. I cannot put on nobody else's colors, you know. Well, first off, and Jersey, before you continue, because we do have some new people that got up in this chat room real quick. So before I continue with the number one chief rocker here talking Big Ten football, we're going to show our conference of love tonight, Jersey. But before we do. We got to welcome my main man, Cub-loving Big L, up in here as well. So, Big L, thank you for joining us, sir. Also, I got to welcome the two ladies, Miss Nunu and the lovely queen up in here as well. Thank you, ladies, for hanging out. 
And your favorite, the sushi eater himself, the Tom Brady deflated ball carrying, pocket passing, loving mofo himself. Don't let him fool you. Yep, uh, that's right. From the Boston Tea Party, living the good life, by the way, up on Cape Cod. He wants you to think he's from the rough streets from of Roxbury or something. Grego up in the house, y'all. What up, Grego? All right, Jersey. So let's get back to this here. And again, we got the number one chief rocker with us here for a couple more questions. So, okay, so we've talked about the Big Ten here. Real quick here, there's one more team I want to hit on, and and people have actually, I've I've noticed on sports radio, kind of around the country and whatnot, calling them literally the best two-loss team in the country, and that's the Wisconsin Badgers. Now, um, obviously had a run-in with your squad, you know, a very good football game there. You know, real quick before we move on here, I got a couple other questions I wanted to ask you, but tell me real quick what you think about Wisconsin, man, because... You know, they're our big rival up here in Minnesota, so, you know, I hate them, but I, I, I just I got mad respect for what that program has done over the past 20-plus years. Well, for tough teams, I mean, for good tough teams, don't get them home. Yeah, you go there, yeah, you can't go in there. It's real hard to go into Madison and get a win. Right. Uh, they're doing what they do, man. I mean, this is Wisconsin, man. They play big con ball. You know, they make people sweat. Uh, they make people look bad at times, you know, but, um, and, and until they get a breakaway play on offense, man, they just going to be a gutty, grindy, good defensive fundamental team, you know, that's going to surprise people here and there, you know, but the big 10 is stepping up, man. The big 10 is yes, getting back are. to the ball. Like when I back, when I was back in um, school, you know, uh, 78 to 80, man, big 10 was a, a tough conference to play of course, against. Yeah. Again, getting back to that, man. Michigan is back finally. Michigan State slipped a little bit, but they still tough to play. You know, uh, you got teams like Nebraska came to the league. They're a little tough, you know. Uh, Purdue, you know, they always Purdue. Purdue is Purdue. You know, they give you a good game here and there. You know, Northwestern. People better watch out for that Northwestern team. Hey, Pat, and I was just saying that in the chat room, man. I am a huge fan of Pat Fitzgerald. You know, behind the scenes, I always thought Minnesota should have went after him, especially once Jerry Kill had to retire here about a year and a half ago. Man, I have nothing but mad respect for what he's able to do down there. You know, a school, you know, 3,000 kids. It's basically an Ivy League school, as we know. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's all the smart kids. And year in and year out, man, they're solid. They're right, solid. Right. I don't know where he get his players from, but they play for him, man. They do. Hey, hey, listen, man. I got I got about like eight minutes. I'm at the job. I got about eight minutes to punch in. Oh, but go before, ahead, Jersey. I didn't know you were at work today, boss. That, I just wanted to um, touch on three little things in the NFL this weekend, right? Okay, I want to start here first. And people are always going to say, damn, why he always start on them, right? First <laughs> and foremost, man, I had a hard time picking my picks this week. I've been doing very good in my picks, man. But I had a hard time picking my picks because that Thursday night game, Atlanta and Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay blew them out, and the Atlanta, they let them come back the first game of the season. But I got a feeling that loss against the Raiders last week was a tough one to take in overtime, man. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at Tampa Bay just taking Atlanta out tomorrow night. That's right, Atlanta. Dirty Birds should be 5-4 after tomorrow. You know, hey, man, 
Watch out, Dirty Birds. Cam Newton is back. And the New Orleans Saints, you better watch out, man. Drew Brees got them boys over. All right, second game I want to talk about. I want to talk about Dallas going to Cleveland or Cleveland, whichever way it goes. I don't know if they're going to Cleveland or they're playing the Browns this week. That Brown team, besides the quarterback, is a feisty, young, want to make that move to the next league level with Hugh Jackson. Right. This may be a game Dallas slip up on, you know. This may be a game they slip up on. I'm not saying they're going to lose, but if they lose, you'll see Tony Homo there next week. That's the whole <laughs> thing right there. They wait, they're, waiting for, they're waiting for the opportunity where they can say, well, we need Romo to make this um, stretch run to the playoffs and maybe Super Bowl. That's going to be the next thing that comes out, and you watch and see. See, a lot of times the Chiefs Rock can make predictions, and I don't just be saying them, just be saying because I hate people or whatever, but that's, what, that's how it goes. And that's how the system bent, and, and you watch and see what happens. Last prediction is, right, we got the Eagles coming to town with their tail between their ass because they blew that game against Dallas last week, and then you would have seen Romo this week, right? But they blew mm-hmm. that game against Dallas. They don't know how to finish games, you know what I'm saying? You know, microwave feeling all high at the beginning of the season. They talking, everybody pumping microwave up. Oh, your team Super Bowl, this, that, that. No, his team is a savage motherfucking team that got two average-ass coaches, got a quarterback that could be a superstar if he get coached up better than what he's doing now in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Because Dinkin and Duncan on a big-time team like Dallas, you got to throw that ball down the field. Act Eli Manning. He know how to do that. And on my last point, yes, everybody, sir. the second half of the season, these last eight games, I analyze them for the Giants. I think the – no, we got nine because we had the five. These are that last nine games for the Giants. I said the Giants going to go 7-2. We're going to have that playoff run. We go to the Super Bowl. Uh, all that New England talk, they don't want to see us. So somebody else in the AFC better bump them off because if they don't, Grego, your heart will be down in Heartbreak Hope Motel. Do you hit Heartbreak Hope Motel? And with all that, Vince, hey, man, I love your show, man. Keep doing what you're doing. I'll keep listening for the rest of the show, man. All right, but, brother. Hey, Keep rocking Jersey Burn, signing out. You know, everybody have a lovely evening. Peace. All right. Take it easy, Jersey. Peace. The one and only Jersey Vern up on Sports Done Right. Yes, sir. All righty. Jersey Vern coming up in here and imparting the knowledge. Um, as only he can, by the way. And look at this. Give you an update here. Minnesota fans, T-Wolves up 97 to 59 on the Memphis Grizzlies. And finally, that, now that's how you have a home opener. Just kick some ass. Just kiss, kick some ass. You even got Tyus Jones in the game. Love it. Love it. Oh, man. And with that, let's move it on. We'll keep it going here on the college scene. Folks, got to talk about my Golden Gophers. Oh, yes, the Golden Gophers. What can we say, folks? What can we say? Well, (laughs) they won. They won big. And I definitely like that. But they did what they've always should have done, and that's not play down to their opponent.
All right. With that being said, Rodney Smith. That's right. The Rodney Smith. Him and Shannon Brooks. Georgia Connection. And we'll cut the Minnesota Rouser there. So my main man, Rodney Smith from Jonesboro, Georgia. That's right. All the way from Georgia town coming up here, doing big things. Rodney had 20 carries for hundred yards, two touchdowns, his fifth 100 yard rushing game for the reigning big 10 player of the week. As the Gophers went on to a 40 to seven win over the once proud Illinois Illini. Shannon Brooks from Atlanta, Pickens High School, for all my Atlanta GA folks down there, had a uh, nice little effort as well. Um, we got these two backs, man, these two Georgia Cats, one-two punch, do some big things, man. So uh, Coach Tracy Clay says it's just more of handing the ball off. They run up the field. It does create seams for the backs, and so our backs did a good job of seeing the seams and trying to stay out of those situations. Defensive tackle Merrick Jackson sacked uh, Jeff George Jr. That's right, the Jeff George. His kid is the quarterback at Illinois. Um, in the fourth quarter for a safety, and that put the Gophers up 30-14, to 14, which pretty much iced the game at that point. It was actually the Gophers' first safety since 2012. Um, Merrick Jackson, again, good player, six foot two, three hundred twenty pounds. He was a JUCO transfer from Iowa Western Community College. He had two tackles in his first six games, and uh, this past game, he not only he had two tackles, he also had a sack. So, our Gophers, six and two, three and two in the Big Ten West. If they win out, may actually have something to say about a Big Ten West representation in the Big Ten Championship game. I know, I know, I know. Come on, don't get ahead of yourself, Gov. Stop, stop, stop. I'm just saying if they won out. But, like I said, after Purdue this week, they got Northwestern, they got Nebraska, and they end the season with Wisconsin. And the way... Um, Mitch Leidner's been playing again, not a whole lot of yards this past week. Kind of hard to say, or excuse me, kind of hard to see them beating one of those three teams. Um, and again, haven't beat Wisconsin since what the early 2000s. So, um, after dropping the first two Big Ten games to Penn State and Iowa, the Gophers have beaten Maryland on the road, Rutgers at home, and Illinois. Um, away um, last weekend down in Champaign. Um, Two conference losses. The Gophers ran the ball 55% of the time. So, again, look for that to actually continue. Like I said, these two backs from Georgia, they're doing big things. Why would you mess up the apple cart? So there's your Gopher recap. Again, not playing down to the level of your opponent. Again, I think Lovey Smith will get it turned around in time if – He hangs out there because Lovey Smith may get another call to the NFL. And I think that that's truly where he wants to be. So um, (laughs) Gary G money joiner Falcon, great Jeff George, (laughs) of course. Oh, it looks like Cleveland added a a run on there. Seven to two. It looks like we get the update from rough buff. Let me get back on over to these uh, cubbies here on the situation room monitor. 
Um, G Money Joiner says no pass rush means wince. Pick G Men defense apart. Absolutely. Chiefs on that sham pit bull. <laughs> oh, jeez. Sluggo, you tripping, man. Um, couple teams, though, I wanted to talk about as we end the Big Ten here and um, move back on over to the NFL. Finish out the college talk here with the uh, run-through of the polls. Penn State, we uh, talked about with Jersey Vern. James Franklin believes he's really turned this program around, and he might be right from the looks of it, 6-2, and two, a number 12 ranking. And I think, again, that's more coming off the history of that program. But, hey, you know, they'll take it. Who wouldn't? Wisconsin, we talked about, best two-loss team in the country, a lot of people are saying. So let's round it out. The Big Ten East, the power of the conference. Here's what we're looking at right now. Michigan at 5-0 and in conference. They're 8-0 overall. Ohio State and Penn State are both 4-1. Maryland. Two and three, the Hoosiers, Indiana, two and three, and then we got a bottom, a very surprising zero and five team, Michigan State, zero and five in conference, two and six overall, and they're tied with Rutgers, man. Rutgers identical record, zero and five, two and six overall. Oh man, that that's that is just shocking, just shocking. Now I know Michigan State will be back, but boy. You nobody would have called them tanking as bad as they are this year. All right, let's uh, get on over to the West and um, let's talk about Nebraska at four and one in conference, seven and one overall. The Gophers and Wisconsin are tied in conference along with Iowa. All three of those teams are three and two in the Big Team West. Oh, excuse me, and Northwestern. So Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, Northwestern, all tied at three and two, and Purdue, Illinois, bringing up the Big Ten West seller one and four in conference there, and also had to give a baller award, a little shout out to a local guy here, um, stepping into the starting spot, um, lineup for his injured teammate Ryan Connolly. From Eden Prairie, Minnesota here, young brother, made sure Wisconsin defense didn't skip a beat. The sophomore replaced teammate and another Minnesota kid from my daughter's school, from Hill Hill Murray High School here on the east side of town, Jack Chickey, at inside linebacker. And he wound up playing an integral role in the Badgers' 23-17 overtime win at over number 7 Nebraska. Now, for his efforts, Connolly was named Big Ten Co-Defensive Player of the Week on Monday. The Eden Prairie, Minnesota native logged a career-high 11 tackles, matching his uh, teammate Leon Jacobs for a game high. Also finished with two tackles for a loss and a pair of pass breakups. So congratulations to you, sir. Well done, Ryan Connolly. Another Minnesota cat doing big things. Yes, sir. Vince Wright, Sports Done Right, Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com. Make sure you're checking both of those sites out. Um, big things happening for the XSquad Affiliates. We're going to be sharing that with you here coming up here in the next few weeks. And make sure you go check out the other shows. We got Spicy Conversations. We got uh, the Lonely Hearts Cafe, a couple real nice adult relationship shows. Stress that word, adult. Got Cooking with the Microwave, John Fisher, uh, my show here in the Sports and uh, More show that I do with Reggie Lawrence. The Chief Rocker does about 13,000 shows here on uh, for the X-Squad affiliates. 
Got kicking it with Kesey. He's covering all the the latest trending topics, all your current events there. Man, we got it all covered here. So make sure you're checking everybody out um, on the xsquadaffiliates.com website. So what do you guys think? Cam Newton, is he a, uh, um, well, I'm trying to watch my language here. Is he a crybaby? Does he have a point? Regardless, he gets a meeting with Roger Goodell, and I think he's had enough of it. Here's the quote from the quarterback. It's not fun. It's really taking the fun out of the game for me. Honestly, it really is. At times, I don't even feel safe. Enough is enough. I plan on talking to Commissioner Goodell about this. It's not fun, Newton said. And I don't know what I have to do. I showed a lot of frustration today, and I apologize to the referee who I was talking to, but I don't think there's a person who can go through what I go through and still keep their head. Hits to the head, that's one thing, but when you're not protected in the pocket, that's another thing. So what do y'all think out there in in uh, the world of radio here in the chat room? You know, he has taken some shots, and I think that he has very valid points. You know, obviously his uh, detractors will say, oh, he's upset, they're losing, they're having a horrible season, on and on and on. But this cat has taken some shots, so I'm, I'm very interested to see what Goodell does here. I'm very interested to see what happens in this meeting. You know, um, in the Arizona game, he was hit low, no flag. He's, you know, he's, he's had helmet-to-helmet hits. You know, we were talking about these, the world of concussions that we're in. No flag. What do you do? Well, he's got an audience with the commissioner. We're going to see what happens. So props to you, young Cam Newton. Big L's out there in the chat room. He says, no call, knee shot with no flag. You know, that's what he's saying. You know, no call. Where other quarterbacks get that call. So, I wish him all the luck in the world. Again, when you're dealing with Roger Goodell, you don't really hold your breath. We'll see what happens here. The reality, and again, this comes from uh, Will Brinson. This is a CBS uh, Sports.com article. And what he says is the reality is the treatment of Newton has been an issue for the entire season and it's well past time. The NFL informed the officials not to give him the shack treatment, allowing him to absorb unnecessary shots just because he's bigger and stronger than everybody else. So there you have it. Cam Newton's going to get the meet with his commissioner. He's going to get to plead his case, and I am very interested to see what happens here. Grego says, Ben and Flacco wouldn't get that call. Brady and Matt Ryan would. Big O says, I seen a college player get hit in the knees and get a flag. Sluggo, the NFL already said it missed the call that almost blew out his knee, so he has a right to be frustrated. I totally agree with Sluggo, man. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. This is not a Carolina Panther fan coming to you by any means. But, I mean, I've seen this guy take some very, very, at what I thought were obvious shots that were not called. And I don't know if that's payback for his celebrations, for his dabbing. 
um, for his choreography after touchdowns, whatever. But he's got a point. Got to stop. NBA action tonight. What do we got going on? Cleveland wound up beating Houston tonight, 128 to 120, and that was in Cleveland. They started that game early for the World Series, so that's what I got over um, basically before we hit the air. We also have the Orlando Magic, 103 to 101 over Philadelphia, getting their first win of the season. And here we go, Philadelphia again, off to an 0 and 3 start. And the Indiana Pacers even up their record at 2-2 with a 115-108 win over the Los Angeles Lakers. In overtime, we got the Miami Heat. They're up by a point, 94-93 on the Sacramento Kings. Detroit has beaten the New York Knicks, 102-89. Sorry about that, Chief Rocca. And the Milwaukee Bucks, Togo's team. He's from Milwaukee. The Bucks are up 105-97 with about five and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. Timberwolves keep pouring it on Memphis, 106-71. Almost five and a half minutes left in the game there. And the San Antonio Spurs are down by five to the Utah Jazz midway through the third quarter. Late night game tonight. Got those Golden State Warriors, 2-1, and one, going up against another 2-1 and one team, the Portland Trailblazers. That should be a fun game. I'm definitely going to check that out. That's going to be on NBA TV, fans. So for all you people that got that outlet, you may want to check that out. Dirty Birds Atlanta, baby. How do we feel about the Atlanta Falcons? I got to speak to my Southern fans down there out of the ATL as the Cubs are still at a 7-2 lead. Middle of the sixth inning, Indians coming up the bat. Go Cubs, go. But um, back to the Dirty Birds. Are they the Minnesota Vikings of the of the South? Are they going to get y'all all riled up, rising up, spreading them wings? And then, bam, Matty Ice comes through again. I just don't know. I mean, you know, it's just whenever the Falcons kind of get going outside of that Super Bowl year, they're 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 one of those teams, man, kind of like the great pretenders. So I'm just not sold on them yet. I, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, say anything bad or anything like that. I'm just saying. Gov, not sold on them yet. Now, as we go to the NFC South, five and three. And again, you got, uh, you know, what I call a somewhat disappointing Tampa Bay Buccaneer team. Obviously, the Saints 3-4 and four in Carolina, which nobody was expecting them to be 2-5 and five at this point. But the Falcons, there they are, Matty Ice's team. Sluggo, Falcons have the toughest schedule in the league. What you're seeing from the number one offense in the league is no mirage. All right, well, they're at their first in points in the league, averaging 32.8 points a game. They are first in yards, averaging 425 yards a game. Passing yards, they're second in the league, 313 yards per game for Matty Ice. And rushing yards, are, you know, a middle of the road, 14th ranking, but 111 yards. Then, you know, need to improve on that a little bit, but... You know, when you're first, first, and second in the other categories, 14th, 
not quite as bad as it would seem. So there's your Falcons, man. And let's take a look at their schedule. They're at Tampa Bay uh, Thursday night. Then they come back um, following week at Philadelphia, and that is going to be a good one. And then they get the ever-popular bye week in week 11. And if your team is on a roll, (laughs) it might affect you like the Vikings, man. You don't want to see that bye week if you start rolling. Grego in the chat room says, where are the Falcons getting all those points from? That's a good question, Sluggo. Where are they getting them points from? Let us know out here on Sports Done Right. Sluggo says, now the defenses leave a lot to be desired, but we're hanging in there. As are my Cubbies. Appreciate it. Yes, go Cubs, go. Jake Arietta still pitching, by the way, in the bottom of the sixth. Oh, man, Julio Jones, 859 yards receiving. He's got four touchdowns, 43 receptions this year. Um, Mr. Devontae Freeman, 543 yards. I thought he might have a little bit more. Tevin Coleman following behind respectable 234 yards on 59 carries for him. Matty Ice is already thrown for over 2,600 yards, 19 touchdowns. Hey, maybe it could be the year for your squad. You never know. You never know. You know, it's going to be real interesting in the NFC. Like we said, we still got the NFC East with this Philadelphia-Dallas thing shaking out. Are my Vikings selling people fool's gold? And with Green Bay trying to eke their way back into the division race here? Man, who knows? Who knows? And then also, what happened to the Los Angeles Rams? The Los Angeles Rams, remember them? Well, now they're three and four. They were the hot team for a quick second. You know, now nothing. And again, uh, the waste of the overall pick on uh, Jared Goff, who did absolutely nothing at the University of California, Berkeley, that would warrant him to be a number one overall pick at quarterback. I mean, you talk about one of the greatest head-scratching decisions in NFL draft history. That goes up there for me. That goes up there. And, of course, I won't even get most of you guys going on Jeff Fisher. Um, we're all pretty much in agreement on how he has kept the job or and then needed to be let go many, many years ago. So Vikes 5-2, and two, Green Bay 4-3, and three, and all of a sudden, look at Detroit, 4-4. Four and four. So, again, this is not going to be a, a wash for the Vikings this weekend at home versus Detroit. Dallas Cowboys six and one, Giants four and three, Eagles four. Well, they, the the whole division's four and three. The Raiders six and two with Denver, five and two Kansas City, three and five San Diego. We also got the Houston Texans uh, keeping their head above water at five and three. Tennessee four and four, AFC South. Usually those teams haven't made too much of a difference. By the way, Andrew Luck, where are you? Where are you? Is Andrew Luck going to go down as one of the biggest busts ever? You know, first two years, Golden Child. Granted, had some different players, different team. But, man, I don't know. I don't know because he sucks a whole lot of you-know-what right now. 
And actually, that was the wrong metaphor to kick out sports governor. That wasn't the one I was looking for. I was going to say he sucks shit right now. That's what I meant to say. But I, you know, tried to cut the cuss out and it sounds even worse. So Sluggo says the NFC looks like it's Dallas's to lose. I would say right now they, you know, again, with my Vikings taking a couple steps back, Sluggo, you are right on point there. Um, you know, they're playing good. They're believing in themselves. Um, two <laughs> rookie of the year candidates in their running back and their quarterback. What's not the love, man? Let's get over to AFC. You got the Patriots seven and one, followed by Buffalo four and four. And you know, next time I talk to Jersey, because I know he's a Giants guy, but I want to ask him about the, the stepsister in New York City, the New York Jets. You know, um, I wanted to, and then maybe I'll touch a little more on the next week, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I wanted to see what you guys thought about what he said about the owner and basically the coaches, nobody really having any faith in him. Um, you know, I don't know how he could go and say that when your coach keeps you in after throwing six interceptions in a game and a few more in another and a few more in another and stinking up the joint for five, six games. I, I don't get how that how he could say that. And I get they're proud men. Their feelings get hurt. But F that, man. You suck, Fitzpatrick. You sucked. And so Gino finally gets a shot. And unfortunately, he seems to have some success. And now he's injured. I mean, the, poor Gino. He's got the dark cloud just over him all the time, you know. Like that, just that dust cloud, like pig pen from Charlie Brown, man. He just, he can't shake it. And I feel bad for him because, you know, he he deserved a shot sooner than that. He finally did get in and, and got injured. Grego says Rams front office needs to be wiped out. They had Wentz, Lynch, Kessler, and Connor Cook. I, I, don't even get me going on the Rams. As long as they employ Jeff Fisher, I think that's kind of what you're going to see, man. You know, they got uh, a new stadium. And again, this is L.A. And we've talked about this. We've had V.J. Wright on the show. We've had other people talk about this. This is L.A. And if you ain't winning, there's a whole bunch of other stuff to do out here. And there's a whole bunch of other uh, pretty girls down at the beach to go hang out and, and, uh, you know, chill with. Whole bunch of stuff to do out there. So they better get with it real quick and figure out that quarterback situation. Because they made a huge mistake on some fool's gold from the University of California, Berkeley. And anyway. Oh, man. Anyway, I don't want to go on too much longer here about them sorry, sorry Rams. Let's do this. I'm going to end the show tonight. There's a few teams out there, and this comes from uh, MSN.com. It was actually an article I printed out that I thought was kind of interesting, talking about some colleges that may be looking for some new coaches here. So I'm going to focus in on some schools we know about, a couple schools that really haven't factored in the football, but really want to get into the football game because that's the money. So um, let's start. Well, let's just start down in Atlanta, Georgia, Georgia Tech. And again, um, Georgia Tech, what they say about G-Tech is a school with limited financial resources that has paid for far too many buyouts 
to both football and basketball coaches over the last decade will not be inclined to dole out $6 million to part ways with Paul Johnson. His buyout will only be $3 million after the 2017 season, but he's certainly going to be on notice with new athletic director Todd Stansbury coming in. So how do you guys feel about that, my uh, ATL posse? Sluggo, so the Packers cut Niall Davis shortly after trading for him. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So Georgia Tech. Um, also, Boston College they talk about in here. NC State. Um, Texas, again, athletic director Mike Perrin recently hinted that eight wins would be enough for Charlie Strong to keep his job. For the Longhorns, that means winning out in the final four games at Texas Tech. Versus um, at home with West Virginia, Kansas, and TCU. Now it's not impossible, and obviously they're riding a nice wave, you know, from last week's win over Baylor. But it, this is um, still highly unlikely, and it's an unstable situation. And some of the fundamental issues won't necessarily be solved by beating a series of Big Twelve lightweights. Wow. Um, Illinois, we've talked about. Now here's the thing, because what do you mean, Vince Illinois? Hell, Lovey just got there. So it says this is the dark horse. But so far, the Lovey Smith era has not started well. Not only is he proven to be an odd fit at the college level, but recruiting has gone poorly. Rivals ranks Illinois' current class 59th with only 11 commitments. With a 19, wow, with the $19 million buyout, Illinois isn't going to fire him. But could he end up in the NFL again? Hmm. Interesting. Going back to G-Tech, let's see what Slogo says here. He's uh, um, one of our fans and listeners down in Atlanta. Paul Johnson's agent is the real MVP, but seriously, his offense is set back quite a few years. The next hire needs to be a home run. Yeah, because, um, you know, Georgia Tech, you know, they've had, they've had some decent squads in the past. Need to get back at it. Now, let's bring it here to my team. That's right, Minnesota. I don't know. Okay, let me cut the music. I want to be serious here. Now, the, the sports fans here know that their sports governor here, Vince Wright, Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com, is not a big fan of Tracy Clay's, the current head coach. Let's see what um, MSN says here. Uh, regarding the Minnesota Golden Gophers, the conventional wisdom is that first-year athletic director Mark Coyle Um, He's the gentleman we hired from Syracuse University to take over as athletic director here. Would like to bring in his own guy, which makes sense given that Tracy Clays is working on a three-year contract after being being elevated to be the head coach last year. Now, with a buyout of only $541,000, there's no financial issue preventing a change. But at 6-2 with more winnable games on the schedule... Clays may be too popular to get rid of by the end of the season. Gopher fans, how do you feel on that? I don't know, man. I don't know. Host of the Underground Railroad joining us. I appreciate you coming through, Ninja. We're on the home stretch here. But that Ninja, check him out on uh, Spreaker.com as well. Oh, hold on, Ninja. He's an Ohio State fan. Let me play a little of his music.
Alrighty, O-H-I-O on um, Ninja. Just running through a list here of some teams that may have some coaching vacancies. Let's get into some of these uh, other teams that you heard about here. Very interesting. UCLA, Jim Mora. Almost uh, certain, certainly uh, um, after this year's disaster, they're 3-5. and five, And actually their quarterback is out for the year out there. Uh, Shane Rosen, I think, is his name. So he's done. But um, assuming he comes back in 2017 and doesn't go job hunting himself, it's fair to expect significant changes on Coach Mora's coaching staff after this year. Um, They also have USC on the list. Freshman quarterback Sam Darnold's emergence has stabilized the Trojans and solidified belief around the program and those close to Helton that he will be back in 2017. So it looks like USC's hitting their stride. Um, who else do we got in here that you folks may be interested in? Now, here's ten, Kentucky. Mark Stoops, obviously the brother of the Oklahoma coach, has turned around the season after an ominous start. The Wildcats are looking good to make a bowl game, and that should be enough to guarantee his return in 2017. But, again, beyond that, who knows? What about LSU. If the Tigers beat Bama this week, all bets are off. There will be a huge pressure, or excuse me, there would be huge pressure to name Ed, uh, what is it, Ogoron, the permanent coach. The more likely scenario from this MSN article saying is that throwing a huge offer at Florida State's Jimbo Fisher, and there's the increasing chatter, he might take the leap. Do you guys really see Jimbo Fisher leaving Florida State for LSU? Let's ponder that one for a minute. I don't. Anything's possible. I get it. You know, they could throw a whole crap load of money at them. You know, hey, it is. It's respectable. It's one of the elite programs now. So they're always going to get listen, even though he may come out and say, I have no interest. Big L says that Ninja events. How many teams are in the Big Ten? That would be 14, sir. We are the big. It should be the big 14. Big L says also boo SEC. Everybody welcoming that ninja into the uh, chat room here. And, you know, that's really about... Oh, Sluggo, your squad is on this. Georgia State. Let's see what it says about Georgia State. Trent Miles was on the verge of losing his job last year until the Panthers went on a four-game winning streak and made a bowl game for the first time in school history. This year has been a regression at 2-6 and six with wins over Texas State and Tennessee Martin. And Miles' $285,000 buyout is not prohibitive. So maybe Sluggo's coach may be gone as well. Sluggo keeping his money close to the vest. Sluggo says, I'm not giving until he's gone. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Anyway, folks, that is it for me. Um, I did, did not uh, ask John Fisher if he was going to be uh, cooking with the microwave tonight. But sports governor, first lady out of town on business, got to help the first daughter here with some homework. Cubs still up top of the 7-7-2 seven, seven over the Cleveland Indians. Cleveland uh, shuffled in a couple new pitchers. They got Brandon Geyer now in left field. Come on, Cubbies, you can do this, man. You can do this. So with that being said, I'm going to get out of here. I want to thank you all for joining us. Cubs got a runner on first. Looking good. Looking good.
All right, I'm going to get out of here, folks. Again, guys, um, let me just uh, get out this chat room here. Sluggo says, yes, Gov, this may be his last year. Uh, Grego, I couldn't have said it better myself, my friend. NFL is a ruthless business, indeed. Um, Ninja, go back. We had Jersey on the show talking about your guys' beloved Ohio State Buckeyes and how they are obviously still going to have a lot to say about the college football playoffs. I want to thank everyone for joining us again. Sports Done Right, TuesdayNightSpreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com. Make sure you're checking out all of our shows. And with that, I'm going to get out of here as I got to watch this game. I got to watch. I got to do some homework with the daughter. And I wish you all the very best. So be safe out there in them streets, people. Um, again, thank you guys so much. Over We're approaching 17,000 listens on Spreaker. I want to thank you all for um, not only supporting me, but the rest of the X-Squad affiliates as well. Have a great night, and just be cool, y'all. My name is Vince Wright. I am the sports governor in Minnesota, and I am going to get us out of here in just a second. Viking. Oh, and I'm going to be at the game. That's right. I'm going to be at that Detroit game with a friend of mine. I um, want to give a shout-out to Lynn for uh, extending the invitation uh, took her to the go for homecoming um, game. She hung out with me and a few friends. So she is a Viking ticket holder and invited me as well. So, man, I am definitely, <laughs> I am definitely down with that. All right, folks, have a great night. We're almost done midweek hump day tomorrow. Weekend is in sight. So on behalf of Vince Wright, the sports governor, Angie, who is out there, she wanted me to say what up to all y'all. And the rest of the Wright family, be cool. Have a great night. And I am gone. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.